What is up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Yala. We are a couple of days into phase one of Singapore's reopening after our circuit breaker. What are you? How do you feel, Terence? What's going on? Uh, it's been it's been very busy, uh, to be honest. I I've never spent so much time visiting my parents, on both my parents, and my wife's parents, so often. But I mean, like it's four days in. How many times you visit them already? I think three or four. Yeah, it's like it? it's like now Saturday night. Yeah, I go to eat dinner with my parents. Woohoo! It's like the cool thing to do now. No, but like, is it is it a nice? Are you looking forward to it or like? No, I mean, like, of, oh, of course, of course, it's nice. I'm looking forward to having dinner with my yeah, parents. It's just you, okay. No, it's just no, that like no, it's the it's only thing wrong. that I can do now. It's the only thing you can do now, right? <laughs> no, it's nothing wrong saying that you have had enough of your parents after a while, uh, Because I remember when I first came back, like like when we were studying in the US. I know every summer I come back, I'm like, oh, it's so nice to see my parents. You know, I land, I go home, I have breakfast. You know, after one hour, I'm like, okay, fuck, I need to go to Tampines Mall. I just need to get out of this and just like just have some time to myself again. So no, it's okay. It's, you, it's okay you just if you don't liberal, enjoy spending time with your liberal parents. young person study overseas then think you yaya yeah, papaya know everything really. <laughs> Nonsense like, it's just because you don't wanna you don't wanna have to be forced to wash dishes again, right? When you go to your <laughs> parents' house. That's true, that's true. There's some benefit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, benefit. You don't need to cook, you don't need to wash dishes at home. Correct, correct. Yeah. Ah, okay. So it's not very busy, la. It's not busy, but but if you really sit back and think about it, there's no difference. There's been no difference since uh, the start of this phase one, no? Yeah. But yeah. I mean, I think there's this website called Tom's GPS Data or something where you can see free real-time data of traffic stats around the world. And I think Singapore, there's a definite uptick. La. I mm. think, uh, but it's still maybe 20, 25% of, of, of last year. So I guess it's a lot of people like you moving around, maybe sending kids to school and all that. Because mm. I think for a lot of people, life is pretty much the same, man. It's either maybe you were already working as in the front lines or in essential services or your industry, for example, media, is still yeah. the fucking same. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. yeah no, I mean, so but, just, but uh, just, just seeing that everyone is trying to get back to work, like get back to office, get back to doing stuff. It's kind of like, uh, it's also made, made me feel a bit more optimistic about the future also lah, in the sense that, you know, when people go back to office, then they finally think about their plans going forward, then, you know, marketing budgets go up and stuff like that. So, I mean, it, mm. I think it all has a trickle-down effect, which we will probably know, see for, in like a month me, or two. For me, like, yeah, I, th- I would totally admit like this past couple of months have been kind of, hard for me to to kind of wrap my head around. And now it almost feels right. As things are opening up, what and the media is still kind of like still kind of like pretty much the same as we were a week ago. I almost feel that we are li- being left behind, no. It's like, fuck, we want to catch up but but how? So so I mean that that's one thought on my mind. I know it's always good to try and be optimistic, but god damn man. God damn. And yeah, I don't know yeah. if other people are feeling this way also. For for industries that have not yet picked up to anywhere close to what it used to be. Like. Yeah. I think and then it's also probably uh, helped by the fact that the uh, United States has completely abandoned social distancing already. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, don't, we, we're not making fun of it, but we're just saying oh like, my God. basically, there's nobody gives a shit about COVID-19 at this moment. Yeah, now COVID-19, thing, uh. COVID-19 is like fucking like old two news, months man. ago. <laughs> it's old news, man. My God. And like, it's it's... It's, I mean, what a fucking year, man. Like, um, I, like the first topic we are talking about today is something that I guess got a bit more attention because of what was happening mm. in the US, like, right? Yes, which yes. Is, which is a photo of uh, these RI students that made, did uh, celebrated the birthday of one of their darker skin friends in 2016. And mm. they, they put, they used blackface and 
made some uh, prop that talked about skin whitening or something lah. Yeah. So someone, if what what I understand is someone raised it up on Twitter and then people started sharing it a lot and then the prominent playwright Alfian Saad in Singapore wrote a Facebook post that went viral and mm. then the media started picking up on it lah. Is mm. that how it came to light? Someone sh- reshared it on Twitter. I don't know about resharing on Twitter, but it, it Alfian posted it himself on his post. Uh. No, so but I think I think it did come up on Twitter and then Alfian Sa- Saad saw it because... Uh. Uh, okay, so it was found... So, okay, one of the students who was wearing blackface posted a photo on his Instagram. Although the photo was taken down sometime later, it was found and republished on Twitter on Wednesday, 3rd June. Mm-hmm. Huh. So, so, yeah, so I think it resurfaced and then Alfian Saad saw it because I know Alfian Saad said he couldn't sleep that night. So I think he saw the reposted photo that yeah. uh, got that was taken in 2016 but found uh, a new life. Yeah. So, so some context. Uh, like, yeah. um, this photo was taken of students wearing school uniform from a very prominent school in Singapore called Raffles Institution. Raffles it is, Institution, yeah. It is the oldest school in Singapore, I think. Uh, yeah. This year celebrating 197 years of history. And uh, mm-hmm. it's it's known for producing uh, the cr- every year's like biggest crop of uh, scholars, uh, you know, people who go to Ivy League universities, and eventually being end up working in the government and maybe even becoming ministers. Uh. So yeah. we know why do we know so much about it? <laughs> because we are uh, the the failures from our <laughs> where the where the, like the you know like, there's always like, a shitty group of people that are yeah, in the, the best group. group. So yeah. I think we are part of that shitty group. We both went to that school as well, Raffles Institution. Yeah. So so yeah. we feel we feel like hey, we have a piece to s- this there's something in, in it in this discussion for us yeah. as well. So right. so like in the schools, you know, they say the cream of the crop, right? So even in RI, the cream have goes into government and the crop, right? Like us, right? We just mm. go into media uh and just end up like making podcasts talking about the cream that are in all the high high ranking elitist yeah. positions. Like. We also we yeah we sit here discussing <laughs> sit what here. the cream of the crop. We're the doing, armchair uh. critics, literally. Yeah, yeah we're the armchair <laughs> critics. Armchair <laughs> critics, yeah. Yeah, so so we did go to uh, RI uh, and RJ, and I was in RI from '97 to 2000, and RJ 2001 to 2002, and yourself. Uh, I graduated yeah from secondary school, which is high, like high school for us, mm. in uh 2000. I mean 2000 and yeah 2000 yeah year 2000. In you Basically, no you graduated Y2K. so yeah Y two K so you so I mean to clarify back in our time there was Raffles Institution which was secondary one to secondary four and yeah. if you're outside of Singapore I believe it's grade six to ten yeah uh, grade yeah, seven correct. to ten yeah. and then Raffles Junior College which is J one and J two grades eleven to twelve I think correct. a few years after we graduated they all merged so now yeah. everything is known as RI so yeah. this photo was taken in the equivalent of JC for us because yeah. there were girls and guys yeah, like yeah, the four yeah. years of secondary school you're just like a bunch of horny guys in school yeah. uh, just talking about the girls that you want to date but never find the courage to ask out la. Yeah, except yeah. for a few cream of the crop in on, on the dating scene la, who are like just like dating in secondary school and all the other single boys uh, like myself are just like ah oh, fuck man shit fuck okay yeah. so anyway. This was taken in 2016. So the reason, so I mean, yeah, the, the context, there are two, there, there are 10 students inside. There's a darker skinned friend right in the middle. Um, he's, Probably Indian, of course, right? uh, Indian, Sri Lankan, I think, okay. yeah. So he's he has no makeup on his face, but the other people, uh, girls and guys, have like some sort of, are wearing black face. Like, I think some of them mm. were wearing 
like scar like headgear with holes cut out some actually have like no headgear that's face paint. masks those are face masks oh face masks the ladies the ladies use oh, sometimes okay, okay. to remove and like some <laughs> of them also have <laughs> headgear <black>. what <laughs> yeah. i thought like a balaclava you know like a fucking <laughs> put the take no like the bank bank robbers and all that obviously you've not you've not paid a lot of attention to your girlfriend's like skincare regimen <laughs> i mean that's true lah that's true <laughs> So then some of them also have like face paint I guess and there's yep. a bag on the floor called like the blank whitening kit. So it got posted all their faces are visible including the friend uh, whose birthday is being celebrated lah. Mm. So the chronology I guess is it was posted on Twitter on 3rd June then Alfian Saad posted a uh, a very eloquent and articulate post on his Facebook a few days later and then it fucking went viral and yeah. then uh the students together all 10 of them issued an apology and then RI themselves came and uh uh issued a statement that uh said yeah like, what they did was not acceptable and then Ong Yi Kung who's the m- minister for education also came out and said that it's not acceptable so it it mm. went full circle and at first we were thinking should we talk about this uh given that it almost had a nice ending you know mm. but the reason why we wanted to talk about it is because yeah we went to their school as well and also the one thing that that stuck out for me uh which is something we're going to touch on is also there's always there's there's always this case of things people did in the past that get brought up and then it is assumed that right now they still uh that is a true uh, very accurate reflection of who they are as people now like we just want yeah. to talk about that trend and the tendency to associate what people did in the past with who they are now sure. so hey, but, but guess, before we dissect it so far right what yeah. was your i mean as the Majority race person again. I must first seek your input into oozing this. Oozing with privilege, <laughs> right? Oozing with <laughs> your favorite privilege. privilege, yeah. Oozing with privilege. What What was your visceral reaction when you saw this image? Uh? Other than uh, that, mean, that, that, that their lives are ruined. Uh, like, why, why, yourself, what do you think about yeah, it? Yeah, I mean, the first thing I was like, ah, oh, fuck, like another case of people being idiots. Um, mm. But also, I wasn't surprised. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I know I know I don't know whether people who didn't go to RI have this mis this perception that oh like people there are like like different and like they won't do these kind of stupid things. The one thing that I realized when I before I went to RI, I was like oh fuck, uh, everyone there is probably going to be like studying fucking hard and and mm-hmm. I I I guess I I studied I crammed a lot, but I thought I would be like the person that is the least hardworking. You go to RI, right? Everyone's just the same. Um, yeah. and and I think. Getting into RI at that point in time, maybe now more so than ever, it helps that if you have access to I don't know tuition teachers and all that. And yeah, like mm-hmm. it's not it's not purely meritocratic lah. Like, like we all know yep. that. So yep. so I think that the first of all, yeah, like stupid things happen in RI as well and RJ as well. But when I saw yep. it, I wasn't surprised. Did mm. I have a visceral reaction? I would say no. Like I was disappointed, yes. Uh, but I didn't have like uh, something that that really. Pained me la. Mm-hmm. and then I think I question myself. Shit, am I? Do I not feel this pain because I'm so apathetic, or do I not feel this pain because I don't care, or mm-hmm. is it I don't feel this pain because I'm not surprised? So mm-hmm. that was my initial reaction. Oh, I see, I see. Yeah, I mean, uh, when I saw it, I mean, this this is all coming from my own experience in RI and everything la. Because yeah. actually, uh, my route is slightly different. I came from a uh, uh, so-called SEP school, a uh, special assistance plan school, which is mm. like basically a school that prioritizes the study of uh, Mandarin Chinese and English to produce more 
effectively bilingual students. Uh, because that back worked then, out well. <laughs> yeah. Back then, the Singapore government thought it was very important that Singaporeans learn how to speak Chinese. So they, yeah. they, they gave more assistance to public schools that uh, they, they call special assistance plan or something like that that focus a lot on the, the Chinese character and everything la. so mm-hmm. I even learned stuff like calligraphy and all that which I don't think a lot <laughs> of the schools learn la. and wushu so, so the, and all the, that is so it going from there where I maybe had like one half Indian half Chinese uh, student that I ever came across in my in, in that SEP school right? then to RI actually I I yeah then I I ended up meeting a lot more like uh Malay and Indian friends in RI la. Mm-hmm. So so it to me it was like oh actually RI was a much closer it was a much more diverse group of uh people compared to where I had come from before la. Mm-hmm. So I just want to put it out there because I think when this picture is out here uh is put out there it just maybe gives the impression that RI is this very elitist place that's like ninety percent ninety nine percent Chinese and one percent Indian or something like that but it wasn't. It was actually to me. It was it was like a place where I hey, I actually really, uh, you know, like made friends with with uh Malay and and Indian. But but that being said, I think I think the proportion the breakdown is still more Chinese than even Singapore lah. Right. You uh, have to because I know the breakdown in Singapore. If you look, I think it's seventy five percent Chinese, thirteen percent yeah. Malay, nine percent Indian, or something along that. Yeah. And I would say Ri is less than that. I I never I never counted lah. Yeah. But maybe maybe but, but no, it, possibly it is, it, it, because yeah. of my. My I I'm blinded by my privilege. I yeah, just didn't yeah, exactly. keep count on that. <laughs> maybe maybe <laughs> if you're a minority, you have, maybe you do count. You have one more. Indian friend, you have one Malay friend, you check the boxes. <laughs> okay, I have non-Chinese friends. Cool Doesn't matter how many friends you have. No, yeah, so yeah. okay, one thing that did surprise me, right, is this happened in 2016, mm-hmm. which which is a time where the woke culture was present already. You know? And mm. these people are 17, 18 year olds. So that is what I found surprising. Because what they did is is fucking stupid. La. And it is it's 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 something that is, is yeah, it's terrible. You know the fact that mm-hmm. they did that. Um, yeah. I think, but so that's why I'm surprised. Like this is 2016. The inter- everyone already has a phone. Uh, yeah. and chances are, if you if you're 17, 18 in in RI, more than likely you would have a phone. Mm. So that's why I'm surprised that they were still ignorant enough to do this. Uh, because if you think about it, right? When did the whole "Our Boys to Men" uh race thing come out? That was. 20... 16 or 2017 or I think let me just google Shrey Bhagavad Boys yeah. to Men uh, so that came out in 2017 yeah. which I mean when, when that came out and the, re- the thing we're referring to is the instance in 2017 where there was an Indian uh, actor who auditioned for A Boys to Men 4 uh, and he was told to play up his Indian accent for mm. comedy according to him like. so he yeah. posted uh, an account it went fucking viral and for that week I remember Singapore descended in, into uh, two schools of thought uh, one saying he was right to point it out another saying is that you are going for a predominantly Chinese movie audition uh, made by these people who value slapstick comedy what do you expect so it mm. was it was not nice to see but that was 2017 and people were already so woke so that's where I look back at 2016 so that's what stuck out to me that okay this is a fucking stupid thing to do uh, I don't condone it at all but if you're in the in a good school in Singapore, right? Mm. Shouldn't why where why was that gap? It's twenty sixteen, no? Shouldn't they be more a bit more aware of these sort of cultural sensitivities? But it's not. But yeah, twenty sixteen was before all those things happened, also, right? No, before but the awareness came up about all these really? things. Really, I I would have thought twenty sixteen was. I mean, think about it. When we did our video in twenty fourteen end of year, the one where I swam in Takashimaya Fountain, mm. there was a mountain of xenophobia, yeah. xenophobic yeah. hate that came online. We made a video calling it out, yeah. and it already seemed to be in the 
in in people's consciousness lah that there's yeah. these issues of race and all that and I think yeah. blackface maybe was around that time. No, but so, brown. But you see, brownface was still an issue uh, last year. It still came out and people yeah, were still exactly. debating it last year. So if you go back even further, like three years ago, there there might be even awareness of it might have been even less. Like four years, four five years ago was even before Pretty Please was even a thing in mm. social media and all that. So mm. there there maybe really wasn't that that awareness that you think. Of course, it's easy to look back and say, hey, how were people so stupid? But at the same time, like twenty sixteen, like if you told people that hey, Donald Trump is gonna be president in four years time, and then hundred thousand U.S. American people be dead in twenty twenty because Donald Trump is president. People be like, oh, you're crazy, you're out of mind. But, you know, you you look back, people are just much more innocent about these things, like, Oh no, no, not say innocent. I say I think I would say they they just unaware la, of of these things as much as, yeah la, They were more woke, but uh, even the, the I mean we're talking about the minutia of of wokeness la, right? Like brown face mm. versus black face is there a problem la, You know? No, I would say okay. I would say I don't know whether whether your uh, how you say your awareness of these sort of issues have increased over. It has definitely increased over the past few years, like right. I would say mm. everyone's awareness has increased over the past few years, and I can yeah. say that even when I came back from the US after studying, which was two thousand and nine, for a mm. few years after that, I do recall already feeling the people's awareness of these sort of issues increasing, la. So that's why mm. I feel twenty sixteen. I'm I'm shocked that it was something that they still did and that they weren't aware as much as you say like okay 2017 uh, I mean it's only in recent years where brown face I mean the fact that brown face still happened last year is surprising mm. and you it's easy to question like fuck and there was a a, a government no like a gov- like a, an institutional ad where you would think that people would be more aware so yeah. I would say that's where I find 2016 them doing it surprising but yeah if you compare it with 2019 the fucking e-nets and a Mediacorp actor still making that same fucking mistake. Yeah. yeah la, then it makes it seem like, okay, fuck, that people maybe are just not as aware. So, mm. so then, okay, then the question is, is it one of those instances where as a, the minority is more aware, but for the majority, it's still taking time to catch up? Uh, I believe so. La. And then also, you got to remember that these guys, they were probably 16 or, seven, or 17 or 17, 18 years yeah, old. 17 or 18, yeah. When, when this was done. So, when you're 17 or 18 years old, sometimes the need to, you know, uh, be popular, be funny, be, you know, make a scene just to get everyone's attention is much higher. La. I'm sure, I'm sure everyone, you know, can relate to, to that. Oh, okay, so, so but based on your recollection in, yeah. for your secondary school and junior colleges, is there any incident that looking back, right, that you realise, yeah. oh, fuck, that was kind of racist? Uh? Oh, yeah, fuck, yeah, a lot, uh, a lot of uh, name calling. I mean, not just racist, you're talking about like, uh, homophobic stuff and, and mm. everything. And and I think uh, a lot of it was uh, just young young people being stupid also. La. And uh, you talk to a lot of these guys today, they've become, they've matured, they've pro- become very progressive and and all. But uh, yeah, la, but 16 years ago, if you, or how many, however, however many years ago it was la, that you were in school and all, so it's very easy to have fallen into the trap to to want to, you know, be the funny guy, say the funny thing, you know, be the, be the one that everyone... Um, looks to whenever they need a joke la. right so there was one thing that so I mean I also saw it being shared in some of my whatsapp group fuck yeah. la, I'm gonna, if they listen to this I'm gonna get uh, scolded again as I always get scolded <laughs> when my friends listen to the podcast but there is a whatsapp group that I am in with uh, a lot of friends from my batch la. Mm. And, and I mean they were sharing it there also quite a few whatsapp groups were sharing it there and just the discussion so one thing I saw come up in there as well as online as well as what you're saying now la, that the fact that there are 17, 18 year olds 
like kids do stupid things, right? Mm-hmm. So so that's where I feel like is that is that a justifiable argument given that they're seventeen, eighteen years old, um, and something that should kind of lessen people's anger towards them or or regard for them or how we see the their their actions. Uh. No, I think I think it's still worth being angry about it, and the f- especially the fact that. You know they're wearing the school uniform and they as they're not like in someone's house or anything. They're outside, mm, right? Mm. So it could have been seen by somebody, and somebody could have made a big ruckus of it back then, lah. And and uh, but you know, I think similar to a lot of this Black Lives Matter stuff, like uh, you you kind of you you see things happen that might not be might not be the optimum way to do things, but you understand why it's happening because. There is just so much anger, la. So I also feel that in this situation, I I see that I think it's wrong, it's racist, everything. Mm. Uh, but I understand how it can have come about because they were stupid, they were young, and everything. Uh, not and then I think the guy came out and then uh, on behalf of all of them, he made an apology, and he yeah. was very uh actually sounded very sincere in his apology as yeah. well, la, And said he yeah. will do better, yeah. he will try to learn up and read up as much as possible, and and he asked for forgiveness, la. So. You know, I mean, the the fact that he even came forward to do it bef- and did not wait until he was docs or anything like that to, to do it. I think that shows a level of maturity that that uh maybe at sixteen and seventeen you won't have lah. You know. Yeah. So so in fact, I think like just based on that, no, right, I think this is a very positive example of how something mm. from the past came up and how they reacted to it and how generally yeah. the people on the internet reacted to it also like, because, I mean. Time and time again, you see people bring up things that uh, a personality has said in the past, and yeah. that personality gets flamed for it. Uh. I think even recently, Dikosh got uh, someone brought up uh, uh, tweets that he did years ago using mm. the N word, uh, uh, kind of like a little too easily, uh, yeah. and calling him out for it. Uh. But that that's one of those things that I also feel like fuck, Sheldon. How? I mean, then you are kind of taking away the a- the person's agency for changing, right? Yeah, because exactly. if if you said it four years ago, okay, it might have been stupid at that point in time. But what I really don't like is when people pull up something four years ago and assume that what you did back then is exactly what you would do now as a person. Mm-hmm. And instead of just kind of, I don't know, like making it like uh, maybe even now with internet, you can slide into people's DMs and, and, yeah. and shit uh, so easily, right? So yeah. if you really want to call out someone, maybe give them the benefit or the doubt uh, like fucking message them and ask yeah. them what they think la. which yeah. is why I think like um, what Tian Hao and Ridwan did recently where they retired the Papadam character yeah. you know they have yeah. the Papadam character on their yeah. YouTube channel so Tian Hao is a if you don't already know is the biggest YouTuber in Singapore so he's ha- he he and Ridwan have always had this one character in their video called Papadam la, which is mm. this uh, Indian character and Ridwan is Malay he plays an Indian character and yeah it, it plays up the certain stereotypes of uh, an Indian man to comedic effect with like the accent and all and it mm. could be seen as culturally sensitive but recently they came out and they retired it which I respect la, you know yeah as so opposed I to, the, I think Jimmy Fallon also was uh, recently called out for an SNL skit where he did blackface. Uh. Yeah, uh, correct. And that was from, I don't know, many, many years ago. Uh, so only after he got called out, then he came out and said, you know, yeah, I'm not racist. And that was done in bad taste many years ago. So, but yeah, like, that, that was more reactive rather than uh, proactive, like what Tian Hao did. So actually, uh, I was like, well, kudos to Tian Hao for yeah. at least like putting it out there lah, you know yeah and that's where I feel like for the Dikosh tweets I wish people who called him out actually just message him first like yo you know you said this because if you okay ultimately this whole shit like Dikosh was not right to use the n-word right yep, yep. but 
if since then he has learned the the consequent like why he shouldn't be using that and he doesn't use it anymore to me that's perfectly fine right? so mm-hmm. all these people who keep on digging up shit and don't even give the chance to the people who posted something that was unideal back then uh, don't even give them the chance to kind of explain or be proactive in correcting themselves then I think yeah. these people are doing a disservice like, because let's say if they message Dikosh and he realised oh fuck you know these ways and he comes out and apologises for what he said in the past I would yeah. totally fucking respect it but he wasn't even given the chance yeah yeah you you, own, right? you get to own what you say and sort of retire a previous version of yourself like, yeah. and everyone grows and everyone ditches certain beliefs and ideas so to believe that yeah, the, the, you're the same person as you were four or five years ago it's yeah. kind of so in that case, in that case, do you think uh, Alfian Syed should have like posted this thing and then brought it to everyone's attention? Mm, I think, I think yes, but I wish that he. So initially he posted it and he didn't cover the face faces of the people who were more recognizable. Like mm. the people who were wearing face masks, it's really hard to tell their identity. But yeah. I think his initial post didn't even cover the friend, the face of the uh, person whose birthday was being celebrated. And then yeah. after seeing some comments, I think he replaced the photo. Uh, but I didn't like the fact that he put it visible at the start. Yeah. Um, so, but as opposed to, I think with regards to the post, I think it's a worthwhile thing to bring up. Mm. Well, but, what, what but do you think? That, I thought, yeah, I, I, did, I didn't like it that those people were doxable because of his mm. post initially. Yeah. Uh, but but I mean going back to what you said la, maybe especially uh, he's also an RI boy la, right? he also went to yeah. RI everything maybe it might have been worth uh, bringing it to the school and telling the school that hey there's this picture going around and it's causing a lot of uh, furor online la. maybe it's worth for the school also to address it la, you know but what, to, what, what, what would the school do? come out with a statement la. I think RI did RI came out with a statement to yeah. to, 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 to criticise it and everything yeah so I, I think also that, that gives, um, like you said, like it gives people a chance to also take ownership of what it is. And, and yeah, like the photo, although the photo wasn't taken in in during school hours or at school or anything, it was taken outside, but they also wearing the school uniform, so they do represent the school. Like, and then it, it has the potential to tarnish the image of the school plus everyone who went to the school and having to defend, defend the, you know, like, like kind of like what, what, in some ways, what we're we're doing when we talk about mm. the school as well, la. So so maybe in that sense, he also could have practiced a bit of uh, yeah, la, I mean, he can express his uh, how upset he is or whatever. Maybe don't even show the photo, la, Just talk about what it is. Send the photo to school, ask for a response or something, like You know, whereas because you you send the photo, it's it's inevitable that someone's going to dock someone. It's inevitable that people are going. It's going to be people are going to get really riled up and upset. And emotional, cause it's you know it's something, but and they won't even care about whether it's twenty sixteen or twenty twenty twenty. You know, they'll just look at the photos like, fucking elitist again, uh, You know, so, so so okay, so so I think going to the school might like that's where I feel the bureaucracy would fucking delay shit, and I think mm. he has the right to post it la. So for mm. me, the thing is whether he should post it with the photo or without the photo. I think the best approach would be post the photo, but just like censor as much of the people's face as you can. Mm. Yeah, even if people are recognizable from their calf or their left calf or right calf, that yeah. I feel because I do think that it's it's. I mean, if you want to make your voice heard or get a message across, you also want to do it in a way that that is effective in getting people's attention. And it's always a balance, lah. You want to be fucking controversial. You want to say like go like the Amos approach. People will listen, but yeah. you might prevent yourself from 
uh, be having even a chance to vocalize other things you have. If you do something that's totally safe, no one might care. La. So I think it's always a balance. So if I if I were to be in Alfian Saad's shoes, I think my I would still post the same thing, but I would censor the faces to make them as undoxable as possible. La. Because to me, going but to the that school... Is- but isn't that completely inconsistent with what you were saying earlier about about what you are saying about like Dikosh if they just went to Dikosh they, they should have talked to Dikosh first about his tweets or his use of the N-word from before mm. like like you, you would want someone to give you a chance to say something because I, I don't expect Alfian to go and hunt down these 10 people la, mm. but, but the school is the most immediate the one that will suffer the most reputational damage from this la, right I mean, to the, me, the the school and individual are also an institution versus a person. La. So unless, mm. I mean, I don't know who reposted the thing, unless he goes down the path of, through that person, finding out the the people behind this photo. Uh, that, that, that's, that's, to me, that's, that's where it's too much work and I it's unfair to expect people to have to be yeah. so, do so much, la, you know. So, 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 yeah, la, we're sort of left with this, okay, do I go to school or should I post it or what, la? So, so that's why then the Dikosh one is, yeah, la, should they tell Dikosh mm. or should they, you know, should they just call out call out the personality, la, you know, that's the tough thing. La. So so it's a it's a bit of a, I mean, there's no right answer because it sucks, la, this situation, but. Yeah, uh, but I mean, yeah, I still feel that, that this, if, let's say, hmm. So, okay, so then the question becomes, is there something that, is there a certain amount of uh, cover-up that he can do where the people become undoxable? Like, do you think that's ever possible? Or you think that as long as people are grouped together, there's some way to trace their identity? Uh, okay, if I went to, let's say, if I went to Raffles, uh, if I went to school the same year as these people, mm. I probably am able to somehow uh, figure out who Tell it la. is. Yeah. Because it's a, it's not a huge... At least back in our day, like, it wasn't a huge environment. So you it's know like 400 of, people per, per batch. Yeah, like. you know every class is sort of who, how many people they have. And generally, you know at least one or two people. You recognize one or two from each class, mm. you know. Mm-mm-mm. Then you somehow piece together, oh, this must be this class, like, you know. So so it is, uh, unless you, yeah, like, you you pixelize the whole body, then it'll look like a Japanese, a Japanese pawn, that kind of thing. <laughs> so you also don't want that, like, right? Mm. So that's why, like, to, to me, the, the, the picture just... Um, it's a very yeah la, It's a it's a it's a very uh, aggressive move that that has a lot of uh, uh, a lot of fallout from when you post a picture, especially that, that of someone uh, the, the, the fallout is much bigger than than what you intended to be la, Yeah. You know? So so I mean, what if what if so I mean, taking aside like whatever Alfian Saad posted, what if yeah. he posted? So what what irked me by like the post calling out uh, Dikosh just using screenshots, right? Was yeah. they pulled it out and then they in one line they accused or assumed what his personality was. Mm. So that's what I found very unfair. So this one, I still feel that you can post stuff in a way that doesn't necessarily try and assassinate someone's character and Mm. almost leave an open open opportunity for for these people to come and say something. Which eventually Mm. this happened, right? Like I think they messaged Alfian and he posted their response and it was a it was almost a Something you hardly see these days, like where someone gets caught out for something stupid they did in the past, they come out, they apologize, and everyone's like, okay, cool. And then the school comes in, then the minister comes in, and everyone is on the same page. Which to me was like, fuck, mm. when the fuck does this happen? So yeah. I still feel that that the the just calling out someone or via a tweet with a screenshot of what they said in the past and in one or two lines or in 180 characters, like painting their personality, right, is is kind of different from a long 
post that kind of explains or or has more room to to set the context and maybe even extend an arm for them to kind of explain themselves. Uh. Did he did he do that though? Extend the arm for No, but for he didn't he, like he didn't necessarily say these people are fucking assholes and all that. Uh. Mm. Right? He just talked about his own experience in RI. Uh, yeah. Which to me is still more than just uh, two or three lines calling out someone for for something else they did in the past and assuming that yeah. they're just racist and bigoted la. Yeah. Because, yeah. So so that's where uh, what did he post? So yeah. So he talked about yeah. Okay. He saw the photo. He felt a visceral reaction. What was life life in RI for him? Mm-hmm. Um. And then I think the bulk of it was sharing his experience. Yeah. So yeah. that's where that's where yeah. So I think yeah, like what you said, there's no right answer. And I think even between us we have different thoughts on many things. But that's yeah. where I feel that uh for this, I think posting it and making them as undoxable as possible and what you say in your post is fucking important. Yeah. But I mean that's where that, that's where I will defer law in that sense yeah. that if his his intention is to talk about his experience in RI or that, then I think uh as much as possible should try to 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 minimize the potential impact on these individuals in the picture lah, mm. uh, and as much as so called happy ending because the minister say you know all is forgiven all that and the guy wrote something, I mean, it, it's it's possibly it could have possibly you know stressed out. I mean, don't use the word stress lah, but like, but I mean it's it's scary lah when the when the internet suddenly has your face. And they are starting to hunt you down, and you don't know what's happening, you know. Cause yeah, yeah, it's just one of those things where you 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 just feel like somebody's watching you. Maybe somebody knows that you are the person in the picture. There is a possibility, right? You know. So so mm-hmm. it just it just yeah. I I feel like the posting a picture every time. Anytime you post a picture of someone, you just got to ask if this was if it was me, lah. You know, would I want the the picture to be posted? Of course, so, of course, he did a very stupid thing before and everything, but yeah, yeah la, Four years later, lah, like we say. So I mean, like, let's say in your mind, if you play out, okay, you reach out to the school. That means the mm. school also you're assuming that ideally they reach out to these students and kind of give them the chance to explain themselves. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Uh, uh, possibly, probably, possibly just mm. say that hey, this is. I mean, this has come out through our PR department or communications department that somebody found this photo lah. If 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 you are one of the students in this photo, you know, it, it's worth maybe before. <sighs> Before anything happens, anything bigger comes out of it, yeah, like maybe say something or do something, like So know. I guess I guess it's clear then what needs to be done, like. like every Facebook page, every social media account needs to have like I fucked up in the past, hit me up here. So yeah. like if a school and institution, your social media, anytime someone picks up something that that of an example of you fucking up in the past, right? It's yeah. a separate. It's not just message. It's like yeah. you know you got report, you got block. You got yeah. like all these different things. One is like you fucked up and I need to give you a heads up or something <laughs> along that lines. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think like what you say, maybe it is a new department that every institution should have for something that they or they were associated with in the past, which yeah. is not ideal. And there's a avenue. La. So I yeah. think what, what for me was like going to school fucks. Can you imagine how many people you have to reach out to? Do they even have Instagram? Do they have Facebook? They probably do, but who are the people manning it? All the bureaucracy. Maybe there needs to yeah. be something that people can just raise up. Like you get a you get a notification like you fucked up. Uh yeah. here's your chance. You have twenty four hours to reply. It goes out, then it's fair game. You can do whatever the fuck you want. Yeah. Actually that's true. <laughs> so, and then, but it's also like uh perfect. Like this is a perfect segue also. Not a segue la, but it kind of uh foreshadows what we're gonna talk about in the next for our goofy topic. For also, our goofy uh. topic. Yeah, 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 but I had something else too. Fuck, I was gonna say something else about the shit that I totally forgot now. 
okay, God sorry, damn it. I, I derailed it. <laughs> yeah, you derailed it. You and your fucking segways. You always segway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, because it was, it's just so the way you talked about it, I was like, oh yeah, that's exactly what we're talking about. No, I can't remember. I can't remember if it was a fact or a joke or a thought or opinion. God mm. damn it. But, okay. uh... Okay, it was a what? funny joke. Ha <laughs> <laughs> <Right>. ha. Oh, fuck <laughs> la. <laughs> so, so, I mean, uh... Yeah, I guess. Uh, yeah. So, <laughs> so I mean, okay. At the yeah. at the at the end of the day, like this one, I mean, it's still it's still something nice that we saw them come up, and like it feels like the case is case closed already, like which oh, which uh which seems like it, which is a good thing. Um, yeah. but but I guess if I mean that's where you and I already differ on some thoughts. If if anyone yeah. listening also has differing thoughts on anything that we have said. It also helps like, because we went to school years ago and you can argue mm. that um back then what there's more room to behave like idiots because no people weren't as woke, uh, right? Because And and there's like, no way to capture it and put it on put it yeah, online that Because easy. I mean if you talk about casually racist jokes, yeah, there were so many. I remember one of my friends called me Blackfish because my eyes are big. Oh, and then okay. I remember chasing him up the stairs like and telling him like fuck you, that's not a nice thing to say and walking off. So I felt uh. like kind of like a well, I'm a I'm a I'm a bad That's what you said. Uh, you just said, Oh, that's not a nice thing to say, then you walked off. Uh. Yeah. Oh, you didn't, no, I, you, said, you, I, I said that's fucked up. Oh, you didn't get more aggressive or anything. Like. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so, I mean, okay. uh, I mean, he was a much bigger guy. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. But okay. because there was no social media, you know, I couldn't get the, the shoulder uh, tapping to make myself even feel feel better for standing up. Like. It was just a moment I enjoyed for myself. I hope he changed. I hope yeah. he didn't go on to call some other uh, darker skinned people like blackfish or brownfish or something. Um, yeah. But yeah, so that, that kind of stuff has always been happening. I guess... The positive thing is that if it's becoming more and more apparent that that people are getting a bit more aware of these kind of issues, that can only be a good thing. Mm. Where it might get ugly is like you dig up. I mean, oh, I think what, what I was going to say just now was that, fuck, like, it just feels inevitable that someone is going to find our older videos of me trying to chat up girls on the street and get their numbers with somewhat... Uh, uh, take like, it out of context, la, right? Yeah, take it out of context. Some of the things that I said... As a joke, I think yeah. it's totally unforgivable these days, lah. Yeah. So it feels inevitable that someone is gonna pull that up. Just take out that one segment or something I said on the street to uh, a, a girl who didn't even know she was being filmed, even though we got their consent after the video. If you take it out of context, like holy shit, man, there's so much that we could be fucked for, lah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But maybe that's in the vein of things also, where right now, anytime you fuck up and you do something stupid, it almost feels like in the influencer space, right? You get more followers, like that, like that Samantha Kitty Miss Universe. Oh, Miss she gained like 10,000 followers in, in 10 days. Maybe, maybe that's one way for us to get back into relevance in the online video space. Uh. Like I someone call us out sister. and then like finally <laughs> we come out and we do the YouTube video, you know, where we sit down and like, ah, you know, I've been wanting to say this for a while and yeah. you know, I fucked up and all that. And that's when we can restart our YouTube and Facebook video engine. Uh. Okay, now we just retire some of the old caricatures of Indian aunties <laughs> that you you used to no, play but Indian I, aunties I, and all that. I right? can play an Indian auntie, right? But what you you as a man, you want to go and play a woman. You're not giving a woman a real chance at, at playing playing themselves. That's oh, yeah, I guess I guess I guess that's that's a that's a faux pas also. Yeah, yeah. You think huh. that you're damn funny as an auntie. Why don't we get an actual auntie <laughs> to play the auntie? Right. Huh. Huh. I guess, yeah, I guess. <laughs> Yeah, so we're just a ticking time bomb. We're just a ticking time. We hope that everyone listening is mature enough to know that we have changed. 
Yeah. Right? Oh, and there was another thing I wanted to say that there was a, a quote that came out in a recent H3H3 video uh, where he talked about the Black Lives Matter movement and that's a whole mm. topic on its own but he did say one thing where he also used the N-word in the past um, and he also realizes that to a certain level he's, an, he's a hypocrite. But I think one quote he said was along the lines of a hypocrite can sometimes just be someone who's learning to become a better person. Because the definition of a hypocrite is you say something but then you act otherwise, right? But if you say something four years ago and you act the total opposite four years later, it doesn't mean that you're really a hypocrite, right? It just means that you're mm. growing as a person. Like. So I thought that was a very, very simple way of putting, uh, of the of the thought that, yeah, what you did years ago might not really reflect the person that you are right now. Like. Yeah, yeah. I think I think history, history also is going through a lot of uh, uh, changes in terms of like his, how he views life and everything. Because, I mean, it's not just about uh, his political views. Or what. They've also gone from relative obscurity to now like, you know, uh, almost celebrity status in LA. And like and they everything. got a fucking successful merch uh, company and I yeah, think they're yeah, doing yeah. very well for themselves, which is awesome. Like, because, well. because so, then, but then, so when people, when they speak out against Jeff Bezos and shit, people like calling them out like, hello, you're like, you know, living in a $9 million mansion in LA and all. How can you, why are you talking about Jeff Bezos? So they're also treading very fine lines right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah but, but yeah, so so that that's what we wanted to say about this topic. Uh, yeah. Like what? What was the segue just now that you were gonna say? That because I didn't see that segue. I don't understand the segue that you referred to just now. No, we were talking so about. So you you got to be, uh, so we got to be have devices or something on us. Any time we fuck up or something in the future, it can be traced back to you. Ah, uh, ah. Uh, so oh, that's what yeah, okay. <laughs> correct. So well, that, you so even like, inserted the word. Uh, you even inserted yeah, the words. Back. Yeah. So traced because the back, yeah. the topic that we're actually talking about is about contact tracing in Singapore. Yeah, and because we are news, back uh, in the international news again. <laughs> yeah. uh, if you see articles on Engadget or Reuters talking about Singapore wants every resident to wear a COVID-19 tracing device. So <laughs> apparently now Singapore, <laughs> we are going to be one of the biggest wearables, uh, biggest wearables consumers in the world with 5.5 million wearable devices. 5.7! 5.7 million wearable devices to be on, on us at some point. Uh. Yeah. So the, the, actually, what what basically the context is that uh, I think based on uh, based on the failure of Trace Together, the app that I think we've talked about, where where you load an app on your phone and, and through Bluetooth pings is able to tell you if you've passed by someone else who maybe yeah. was identified having COVID nineteen or, or being close to someone COVID nineteen. Yeah. Based on that failure, they decided that actually maybe the better approach is to create a wearable device that. Um, every Singaporean or every person living in Singapore will will need to have on you at all times. So it could be on a lanyard, it could be something you put in your handbag or what. Uh, basically, it's the same principle where if you walk by or you're in close contact with someone with COVID-19, it, they will be able to trace it back to you. La. So the reason it's... Uh, I mean, it sounds like, you know, like the something from Black Mirror and, and, and that's what has been picked up online. And Gadget has, uh, I mean, under the headline I read earlier, the, the bylines, it's raising serious privacy concerns. Mm. And then like, uh, <laughs> same thing on, the, uh, I think South, is it South China, no, Reuters was also talking about uh, privacy concerns for, for this whole thing. And uh, yeah, there's the a huge discussion on Reddit about, where from Singaporeans, from expats, all that, uh, very against this idea of being forced to wear a wearable device. Yeah. So um, 
what do you think of uh, uh so what do you think of it? Uh? So so just a few more things to I guess set a context yeah. also like, because I know yeah. that the Western media loves to portray Singapore as like this fucking uh, yeah, dystopian country <laughs> where the government like fucking has us by our balls and like we cannot do anything and we're not free. Yeah. So the context is that there are a bunch. Of, okay, so first of all, when the Trace Together app came out, like um, I think the team ended up talking to Apple and Google who were keen to to find out more about the software and potentially mm. incorporate it into their old uh, operating systems. La. And Apple and Google have actually come up with a technology that offers contact tracing. So it's not just Singapore. I think yep. it's a thing that's being demanded by countries all around, the world, all around the world, governments all around the world, and even the WHO. But the interesting thing is that while there have been, I think apparently 20 plus countries have requested the software from Google and Apple to try and test it out. Singapore declined. Declined. So that, yeah, so that's where, I mean, of course, this is just based on a handful of articles because it only came out like 14 hours ago. Um, and, and Singapore apparently declined to use that, uh, to use your technology. Like. It's on the Engadget article, the mm. one titled Singapore wants every, uh, everyone to wear a contact COVID-19 tracing device. Uh, so that's where I find it interesting because I think Apple and Google, they place a bit more pri- pri- uh, priority on the privacy of the users. Uh, and that was the issue with the Trace Together, right? I think Trace Together needed to run in the background, which yeah. uh, Apple and Google are against. Like. So that's where... Mm. When Apple and Google came up with their own tracing technology, Singapore has apparently declined to use it and they have come up with their own sort of technology which I think builds on the trace together uh, technology which is like on as much as possible. Uh. And of course, yep. there's some promise that, okay, it won't be used for location data. That's where I think it gets a little interesting like that that Singapore is kind of less concerned with privacy than Apple and Google, which is not surprising, mm. right? So that's where... I don't know, like, I remember uh, the, uh, many podcasts ago, at one point, I also said, like, you know, at, that was when COVID was, like, fucking looked like it was the end of the world, and I was like, okay, you know what? Trace together is a good thing. There's thing, there's one side about civil liber- liberties, but at this point, yeah. people need to do something for the greater good. Like. Now, I am a bit less of that, so this is where I feel like, wow, this is... I was shocked when I saw this. Like. Yeah, yeah. Because right. actually, you think about it, essentially, it's it's like... It's like uh, you know, you know those devices that uh, ex-prisoners sometimes have to wear when yeah, they're on probation. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's basically <laughs> everyone's being forced to do that, lah. I mean, yeah, lah, yeah. put around a lanyard, but and then they, you, you see the way that they've managed to implement, like uh, you know, now face masks is complete. You have to wear face masks. Yeah, everywhere it's, it's legal, right? It's legal. Yeah, it's legal, and then they suddenly, legal. you know, initially when this whole thing started, we were like, oh, don't wear face masks, everyone. Like, let's say face mask. Now it's like they can't wait to give us face masks. Uh. They're just like, yeah. like literally vending machines pumping it out and then like <laughs> everywhere, every pharmacy I go now got face masks already. So it's like, <laughs> okay, fine, you know. But can you imagine this thing like, like if you being forced to wear it and then they can yeah. enforce it and then, yeah, it becomes this thing like, so, wow, you, you just have to be scared everywhere you go that you get caught. Uh. Yeah, because the thing is also, I think the Trace Together app, uh, I know the first few days when it was released, there was like fucking like everyone's downloading it and I think in total 1.4 million downloaded it. Mm-hmm. But it was a failure because it needs up to 75% of the people with the app to be using it. La. So yeah. I think in the end, the usage was very low. And if you look yeah. at the stats, there's 1.4 million out of 5.7 million to download yeah. an app which they have some control over. So what makes the government think that even if they give 5.7 million each a gadget, right? How yeah. are people going to use it? And if the yeah. assumption is that most of them are not going to use it, yeah. then it feels like, yeah, like at some point, they're going to say, okay, you have to use it or else. Yeah, yeah. You know what I tell you? Okay, I yeah. think there's a couple of things that's going to happen. First of all, I think Tan Ming Liang from Razer might convert another one of his factories <laughs> and say, you know what, we want to do wearables now. 
Yeah, we'll build it. You know, like give us twenty days and we'll get yeah. you five point seven. <laughs> and the other possibility is going to be on the in the fucking fun pack. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but now fun pack, fun pack is is uh they apparently they're not making it mandatory to take it. Or at least like they're going to create eighty percent of the the original volume and which then was one point four million or something like right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the twenty percent is to come from people who don't want to collect it lah. So they can't force everyone. But the ten million thing is quite true lah, cause. The other thing, then they will probably also add on some razor pay, yeah, uh, razor pay function <laughs> yeah, on it. Then, then he oh, okay, yeah, sure. Everyone has to sign yeah. up for razor pay now. And yeah, it just is these vending machines. You just have to give us all yeah, your data, yeah. and then you can get it for free, <laughs> la. yeah, yeah, you get it for free, and then it has, like, tracks your heartbeat and everything as well. <laughs> yeah, no, but that's that's the thing. That that's the thing I don't understand is that uh, even after Trace Together has so called failed and everything, they're still so like, as in they're still so focused on. How do they, you know, how do they sharpen the, sharpen the stick so that you will actually follow the instruction as opposed to thinking of the other way? How do we make the carrot sweeter for you to actually yeah. want it, right? Like, if like let's say if trace together, if let's say every time I switch on trace together, right? Last time, if every time it just spat out some uh some total number for me uh, to participate in the next total draw or something like that, <laughs> like one dollar, I'll be fucking like switching on my fucking trace together every single day uh, until I, I, I because just for the hope of winning like a few million dollars. And Singaporeans we fucking love to do that. So I never understood why they, they couldn't have done that. Because you know how like a lot of uh companies or that when when during Chi- during Chinese New Year, all these kind of uh company functions, they give out like total lottery tickets yeah, to their staff right like, and then everyone's yeah. like yeah yeah but actually at the end of the day you think about it nobody's gonna win it and then like but everyone thinks they have a chance to win so they're happy to get it yeah. they did it for this Trace Together app it went fantastic everybody will download it man. or like every time you open it you get like 20 cents NTUC voucher yeah yeah some small right, amount remember like, there was like <laughs> some you can you can recycle a bottle for 20 cents NTUC yeah. uh, voucher and then end up the, 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 the machine got overloaded with like with bottles because of that so Singaporeans we we are so predictable, but the government's still like, oh, okay, how do we force people to use this? Oh, my yeah, God. so that's why, that's why, I don't know, like this news, I mean, it's not on Vivian Balakrishnan's Facebook, right? Mm. And there's just an article that, that talks about it. So, I mean, I assume that this has some level of accuracy, right? Like uh, yeah. Reuters published it on 5th June, which was yesterday. And yeah, they said Vivian Balakrishnan announced it. But yeah, exactly like what you said. It just feels like another instance of the government feeling like, oh shit, you know, if we do this, it's good for the people, means people will do it. And after mm. the back of the Trace Together app, right, to assume this, like, fuck, yeah, I tell you, soon they're going to say, okay, you know, the only way to vote is if you have this thing with you. Like, you have to <laughs> vote through this fucking traceable thing. You don't need to go to the voting booths. You just yeah, vote yeah. here. You know, maybe you don't even need to press the button. You just think. You just think, and this app, this fucking wearable will be able to think your thought, like, record your thoughts or something. <laughs> uh. Then soon they were, it's they just were all <laughs> accidentally vote for one certain party. Yeah, <laughs> that's why. Like, oh, shit, yeah, glitch. Oh, but look, PAP got 100% of the votes. Oh, shit, that's fucking awesome. So I don't know, like I'm just I'm just curious to see what the hell comes out of this because fuck, can you imagine like if they really give out five point seven million wearables, mm. like, how many people are gonna wear it? Like you look at the Singapore flag, even NDP, like not everyone puts out the flag like outside their window, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it feels like one of those things. I think the, another example that I heard years ago uh, about this this immunizations for young kids in I think Bangladesh or something. So mm-hmm. it was the main goal was that the health system was giving out free immunizations for young kids in the rural village villages. I can't remember which 
South Asian country, but or even if it was an African country, but people were not coming lah because even though they knew that immunizations were good for their kids, for them mm. to walk like ten kilometers and all, it was a fucking like you have to take out take that time out of maybe getting water or something lah. But the thing that changed it, right? Okay, so it's definitely a South Asian country because the thing that changed it is that they just offered okay, you come and get your immunization, you get one kg free lentils. Mm-mm-mm. And fucking people flooded it. So that's where exactly like what you said. Instead of fucking sharpening the stick, think of a, a carrot lah. Because, I don't know, like people are, I think people value privacy relative to other things lah. If you give yeah, them like a yeah. $10 uh, NTUC voucher, right? Like fucking people will be lanyards all over the place, yeah? Yeah, exactly. So I mean right. like, yeah lah, the, the, I think the privacy thing is is a concern lah. But, but at the same time, it's just... Um, Singaporeans also not that complicated. I think can there are other ways to get them to, to you know, oh okay, privacy is one thing, but yeah, I just yeah. want to help people, but at the same time, you know, get a lottery ticket. Yeah, it <laughs> just it just feels fucking ridiculous. I read that title, I was like, huh, for real? What the yeah. fuck, yeah? yeah? Because I mean, I know there are certain countries like I think Belarus or Hungary where the the a bit the governments are a little more explicitly authoritarian, uh, and they are like, fuck it, you know, we have to like squash down on on on, on like uh the tracing and that's where privacy concerns can be can be an issue la. um mm-hmm. and i think it is a worthwhile thing to think about now that um what you might call it like corona covid is it feels like it's not has has uh worrying a problem as it used to be at some point but but yeah it just feels like wow fuck yeah and like suddenly this is like some ugly ass piece of shit because you know every time like you look at the fun packs of the past like the the ndp mm. fun packs they're never cool like, right yeah. they're just some, yeah. some something that like it just feels like okay if i were to ask my like my my like old uncle to design something which he thinks young people would like it always looks like that yeah. like. so this wearable right it'll probably be some big ass fucking thing with the singapore flag on it uh <laughs> and just every time you press it it says the pledge or something like that yeah. Oh, some people say that next time you can also when they upgrade to 2.0 then anytime you you say anything bad about the government <laughs> there's an electric shock electric shock you <laughs> it's like that dog dog, dog collar like you dog go out of the boundary yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you complain like, okay, you, okay, you yeah. accidentally say uh, SDP and it just yeah. buzzes you <laughs> yeah then yeah, yeah your permit for speaking at Holding Park is fine but everything you go there you know what the <laughs> 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 So that's why, that's why yeah, la, there are concerns about these things. La. Oh my god, fucking yeah. ridiculous, yeah. So I think but this one, yeah, la, there's no, I mean, again, that's that's what we think. If you guys, so for people listening, if you really feel that, oh, let's say this wearable really can fucking give them all the data to to kill COVID like off the tracks, yeah. right? You think it's a worthwhile investment or not? La? Yeah. Do, do, yeah, yeah, just just let us know in, on Reddit because it's always... Yeah, Reddit or Instagram I, that, DM. La. Yeah, that's... Uh, it's interesting to see the discussions that people have there. After yeah, because not to everyone agrees with us, which is good. Which is yeah, good. Which is we good. like hearing yeah. differing opinions. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So so is that is that enough on that topic for us to go on to our final segment? I believe so. It is. Yeah. Which is a uh, one shock thing of the week. Yes. The one. Would you like to positive. Would you like to do the honors and begin? Yeah. Actually. Uh. I mean. I. I was. I've been binging. Or at least I finished already this Netflix series. Uh. It's called uh, Into the Night. Mm. Uh, I I think he, there was a little bit of buzz about it, but uh, because it's Belgian and primarily in French, I think uh, you know not a lot of people watched it lah. But actually, it's it's quite timely. It's quite worth watching. It's basically about a uh, uh, basically a plane of people 
who take off and then as they are in mm. the air, the earth around the earth is basically dying from uh certain a certain kind of uh disaster la, basically. And it, it forces the plane to have to stay in the air, uh stay on the dark side of the, the earth for as long as possible. Oh. So they're basically flying against the direction of the earth spinning la. And then they they have to land and fuel and then quickly get and then quickly fly again everything. But basically on, on the ground apocalypse is happening. Oh. So oh, is so you think about uh what's that? Uh yeah, you think about a plane of people who are like getting updates about oh shit, what's happening down on earth and then after that they have to figure out how to get from airport to airport, how to make sure they can travel in time and avoid uh avoid avoid sunlight, lah, for example. Mm. So it's uh it's actually quite riveting and 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 the fact that it's a uh, it's French show but it's a French show but it shows a lot of different uh, nationalities different uh it stars a lot of people a lot from different countries and all as well uh. so it's wow, quite a fucking genius concepts yeah it's it's very interesting it's very interesting and I I think like especially now because we're not allowed to fly and everything so so uh yeah it's it's you just seeing like uh the 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 thing I really liked about it is that they quite they nerded out quite a bit on the on on what you can actually do in a plane, uh, you know, like mm. the the different functions in a plane and what works, what doesn't work, what how you can you know sung up your plane a bit to make it like last longer and things like that, lor. So so it was quite it's quite interesting. And I recommended it to like pilot friends, a pilot friend to watch or so. And I guess yeah, la, they're not very the, busy now. I mean, from the production point of view, for people mm. even outside of the media industry, it yeah. it sounds like it's just a one location thing, right? Which is not involving a lot of different locations and it's a very contained uh, thing, like, is it? Is that? Oh, no, no. I mean, they, they fly to different places, but I mm. guess you could dress up every every airport to kind of look the same. It's a runway. Oh, I see, I see. It's yeah, a skyline. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, like, I, mean, uh, there, I mean, there are planes involved in the the shoot, but yeah, essentially, a lot of it takes place on the plane itself, like, which is quite interesting. Huh? Wow, yeah, that, yeah. that's interesting. It's a, that's cool. Yeah, it's, I, the, the, my only criticism is that it's too short. Like, it's like six episodes. And then there's a next season already. So I how many how many episodes of of six, uh, how six many episodes. how long how long is one episode? About an hour, uh, slightly less than an hour, fifty minutes, oh. forty five minutes. Yeah. So it's but I guess uh, how long how long can they stay in the plane? Uh, uh yeah, that's <laughs> but, an interesting question. Uh, yeah. So, but does it feel? Uh, does I mean it, it? There's a nice arc and it and it kind of ends off in a way that makes sense, like It's not some yeah, end yeah, up yeah, ending. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, the okay, arcs okay. are all the arcs are quite interesting. So I, I think it's worth watching because it also deals with like you know a big disease and everything happening around mm. us and then if you could escape from it like like uh if you could really social distance from it like would you want to keep doing that la? right that's a question well, to ask also that's interesting yeah, yeah. cool so that's my, my one show thing my one show thing is also a netflix show oh, and yeah? it's called it's called losers have you heard of it yes but, but yeah. i haven't watched it no it's it's just a anthology documentary series about athletes who at some point faced like a monumental setback la, and oh, how yeah, okay. they either came back from it and they came back from it in interesting ways like because you know the typical way is like oh like like chef's table like i fucking love chef's table but it's always mm. okay there's a chef who was on the way to becoming a great chef they face like uh, a setback and then they somehow overcome it and they end up becoming a good chef Mm. This losers was interesting in the sense that every athlete profile is like, and it's not just some semi semi pro athlete. It's like fucking who are world world class athletes like, who face like a setback. Who, uh? Like uh, so the first episode is on this boxer called Michael Bent. So okay. I have never heard of him, but he actually became the world boxing champion. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. And then he suffered a setback and the way he came out of it was fucking interesting because almost all the time, they don't go back to becoming like as good a boxer as they were or as good a, as an ice skater as they were. They yeah. go in an alternative direction that works out even better for them. So I thought in at this point in time when a lot of people are facing questions or at crossroads like the future and all, it was a it was a very interesting and, and every episode is only like 24 to 30 minutes. So it's mm. a very easy thing to watch and yeah, Who's it's a very well documentary. Who's I've only watched two episodes. Person? I've only oh, watched okay, two okay. episodes. The first one is on the boxer Michael Bent and the second one is on Surya, Bonali and Ice Skater. And okay. if you Google it, they were fucking like world class. It's just, mm. I think they were famous like 20 years ago. So we we don't know it. And because they never sustained their world class level because yeah. of the setback, they never became like pop culture icons or anything like but this guy was in the up there with Mike Tyson and all that in that sort of era. La. So why do you how do you come start watching this? Uh, I mean because yeah like r- like right now the uh, yeah like I mean we are also trying to figure out how to move forward and all right. So oh, I think really? I was talking to yeah yeah so I was talking to one of my friends and she said oh you know this might be interesting to wa- thing to watch and I and I watched it and I was like oh it's just it's just a a uh I think a documentary that helps you figure out okay it's not the end of everything if things mm. don't go according to plan. You just have yep. to find some way to to chart your course. La. Uh, and I they see, all end up still doing stuff related to what they were doing before. But I in see, just, they, their end goal either shifted or it evolved. La. Mm. Which I think, which I which I found quite inspiring. Because I think now there might be people out there who like think, oh fuck, whatever they were working towards, they can't. And they have to yeah. give it up and go like fucking 90 degrees here. But yeah. the other approach that this show kind of talks about is how Maybe it you can there's some good that can come out of it by shifting your goal, which is still related to what you want to do, but mm. just in a different way, la. So so I thought that was a nice way of looking at it, la. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think right now everyone's trying to improvise, la. Cause at first I thought you were talking about uh about a commercial. I saw some Nike commercial about showing all the you know like when LeBron James and or Serena Williams were at their lowest. Like, I'm not saying oh, at no, their lowest, no, 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 yeah. So all that stories typically is like yeah, you know these athletes who are on the way to becoming great, they face a setback and then they go back and they become greats. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. that I feel is like fucking you're seeing it diamond a dozen like, You know. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. But this was interesting because they go in a different path that ultimately, you can argue that even it worked out for them better and they still ended up mm. figure skating. They still ended up boxing, but in different capacities la. I see. I see. Oh, yeah, then. So, Oh, like Caitlin Ohashi, that that kind of. I don't know. So story. I mean, okay, it's, I, like if you don't mind the first episode, I won't. It's it's a it's not say a spoiler because if you read yeah. up about him, so he was a he became world champion and he always felt like he didn't fit boxing and he only did it because he used to get beat up beat up by his dad mm. who really wanted him to become a boxer. He in his first title defense, he got knocked out in the first round and he went into a coma and the doctor said, you know, you're never going to be able to box again. So he said he did find uh, that as to be a relief, but he was wondering what to do. He took a writing class. He started writing for a boxing magazine and at that, mm. he somehow met the di- the screenwriter for Ali, you know, the movie. Uh, Ma- okay, Ma- okay. Yep, and yep. he was cast as Sonny Liston opposite Will Smith. Oh, and then he see, became the go-to guy in Hollywood for any actor who had a boxing role. <laughs> so he's still he's still doing That's boxing, funny. but yeah. in a capacity that he felt like it was fucking amazing, lah. And and that's where I thought it's a it's a different arc to all the stories of people who become great because they still ended up doing what their 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 love and all is, but in a different capacity, lah. Mm, interesting. Yeah. Interesting. So I thought it's a, it's an interesting thing to watch, lah. Okay. Okay. We'll keep yeah. that in mind. Yeah. Oh, yeah, so it's inspirational like, at the end of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. okay, that's good. Yeah, it's inspirational. I think that's what we all need now. That's like, what we that's... all need, man. 
Less, uh, into the night is, right, is, is can be quite depressing sometimes. Uh, so alternate episodes. You watch Into the Night, you watch one episode of yeah. uh, Losers, you watch Into the Night, one yeah, episode it's of Losers. Kind of, it's riveting, but yeah, la, the stories can be very sad. Because it, essentially it's the same as what a lot of people are facing now. Uh, like Basically, mm. your lives are over. You lose your loved ones and shit like that. La, you know? God damn. fucks. <laughs> 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 yeah, it's a... I don't know, I like sometimes I find this kind of thing quite shook to watch, la, you know, to, to imagine. But yeah, you know, I think every area has its time and place, uh, has its time yeah, and you, place. Yeah. You gotta balance it. <laughs> you gotta balance it. <laughs> so don't go down the fucking like if you wanna listen, maybe just watch one episode and if you feel like you're going like losers, if you're finding it too positive, you yeah, go and watch it into the night. Yeah. Yeah, jump back. You just fucking alternate, find your own configuration. Yeah. Uh. So our one shock thing you see is a balance. You got to it's a balance, yeah, take correct. it as a whole, yeah. Yeah, and one man's shock thing can be another man's not so shock thing. <laughs> yeah, correct. <laughs> okay. okay, cool, man. Cool. All right, talk to you guys soon. <laughs>